Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you so you are empowered to make better financial decisions in your life. In this episode, I want to talk about the continuing expansion of options for you to spend less on prescription drugs. Also, I've been getting plenty of calls about the outrageous car prices in the marketplace these days. But do you know there's another huge cost that people are overpaying for? There are vehicle loans. You would not believe how many of your fellow Americans are getting ripped off on vehicle financing. We got to fix that. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. So last summer, I talked about Mark Cuban, the guy who owns the Dallas Mavericks and is this brainiac entrepreneur. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. He's on Shark Tank. TV show Mm -hmm. about entrepreneurs asking for funding is that right yeah it's awesome yes so you can learn um, a lot watching that show i got to spend an afternoon early evening with mark cuban uh years ago for a tv profile i did on him i do these tv profiles where i go interview people that i find fascinating who think outside the box and i did a profile on him and then he and i played basketball on the mavs court and um, I wasn't very good. He, he's actually pretty good on the basketball mm-hmm. court. I did sink a three-pointer on him, though. Nice. We are doing one-on-one. But anyway, I got very interested last summer when Mark Cuban announced that he was going to start a pharmaceutical manufacturing business and start making drugs at a much lower price then people are getting ripped off for them in the marketplace. And he's doing a direct-to-consumer model with this where they manufacture and then they sell direct to you, cutting out the CVS Walgreens cartel and offering much cheaper prices. So that was the plan. And the plan has just started coming together. And Mark's going to come on with us sometime Yeah, he said it, talk he'll have it. something to talk about in March. March? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see. That really happens yes. when March rolls around. But they're doing things that are really eye-popping. And they're making these drugs. And they're also third-party selling some drugs they're not making and selling them way below what people are seeing in the marketplace. And so I take a statin for my heart cholesterol, plaque buildup, something like that. I don't understand it. Anyway, I take this every day. And typical prescription is about uh, somewhere between 50 and 60 for it. You may have a plan that gets it for you cheaper. They're selling it for three bucks. Uh, They're selling high blood pressure medicine. A lot of these meds end up pricing out around 50 bucks. They're selling it for three bucks. 
And what they're doing is they're following the Costco model. You know what the Costco model is? 15% markup max on prescription drugs and a $3 pharmacist fee. So apparently in labor, it costs 3 bucks for the uh, pharmacist time on average to fill a single prescription. And then they charge the 15% markup on the cost of the drug. So they're making it extra cheap. If you're not aware how the Walgreens CVS cartel works, here's what they do. And this is stunning. So let's say there's a brand name of a drug. Let's take a Toravastin, the, um, the cholesterol drug. It's the generic of the brand name, which I forget what the brand name of that is now that people used to have to buy, but there's still a brand name version and it costs a zillion dollars. So what CVS and Walgreens do is their standard operating procedure is they give you a discount from the brand name of a drug that a generic is available. Almost all drugs fill generic. So they're making these gigantic markups, humongous markups on the generics. And they're doing so even if you have a prescription plan because you're getting a discount with your employer-provided prescription plan or third-party prescription plan, but it's based on this false price that Walgreens and CVS have invented where they're marking up many drugs thousands and thousands and thousands of percent. And so what you need to know is that if you get away from the CVS-Walgreens cartel, you're going to be able to lower the cost of your prescription drugs, even if you have a drug plan at work, to a fraction of the cost with so many different places you can go to, including Mark Cuban's pharmacy. And it's called Cost Plus Drugs. And they did a, a launch of it years ago, kind of testing it. And so now it's called Cost Plus Drugs. And you have this opportunity to save a ton. And they're building this giant manufacturing plant in a distant suburb of Dallas that's then going to be able to make drugs that are generics in um, very low cost in a highly automated factory. And that's what he's waiting for. He wants the factory to be open, I think. So who knows if it'll really be open in March to talk to us. But I want you to know that you got to get out of this CVS Walgreens mentality unless you just love helping the stockholders and the executives of CVS and Walgreens. If that's what you get up in the morning to do and you love overpaying for everything, go ahead. Because, I mean, it doesn't just stop at the prescription counter. You can go into a Walgreens and you have the privilege of seeing what a typical item is going to cost at regular stores in, let's say, 2030. You can experience it right now in 2022. <laughs> and the same would be true for CVS. And I know, I know they have their membership things. And you just can't believe the deals I get from that six-foot-long register tape <laughs> at CVS. And if you want to play their game and you figure out how to get the buy one, get one free, and then get your $15 you can spend on some makeup 
and you use the register tape to do that, fine, go for it. But just know it's a lot easier to do something like Mark Cuban's website or Costco, or if you're a Sam's Club premium member, there are prescriptions they fill for free, flat out for free. And I just want you to save money. It's pretty simple. As always, I should mention, if someone from the CVS Walgreens cartel wishes to go on the air with me and explain on on the air, on the podcast with me, old radio habit on the air, and wants to explain to me why I'm wrong about how they price their prescription drugs, they're always welcome. Let's get to some questions. This is from Denise. She says, I bought a TV from walmart.com. The TV never arrived and Walmart canceled the order and issued a credit. A few days later, I got an email from FedEx saying they delivered the TV. I assume they delivered it back to Walmart. It was never on my doorstep. I now have an email from Walmart stating they are recharging my credit card for the TV because FedEx tells them they delivered it to me. I've called them and they tell me to call FedEx to file a claim and FedEx says to call Walmart. Meaning Walmart or FedEx? She calls, she's called Walmart and they tell her to call FedEx to file a claim. Then she calls FedEx and they tell her to call Walmart to file a claim. Walmart said to dispute my credit card. FedEx said to file a police report, but neither option gets me a TV or my money. Please tell me how to get a refund. Okay. So first of all, Denise, uh, this is bad on Walmart's part. This is, you know, the porch pirate problem is a problem everybody knows about. Packages get stolen all the time. People follow behind the delivery trucks. They drop something off. They see something of value. They grab it and they're gone. And Walmart customer no service telling you that you're supposed to file a claim with FedEx is completely and totally wrong. You are not FedEx's customer. Walmart is their customer. And Walmart is the one that's supposed to file a claim with FedEx for the missing TV. What would normally happen when Walmart does that is FedEx would send you an affidavit that at penalty of you committing a crime, you would swear to it that the TV was never received, and then you get a credit. But it shouldn't even get to that. Walmart is essentially accusing you of being a thief. Sorry, that's what they're doing. And you're not the thief. Somebody else stole the TV. And so go ahead and dispute it with your credit card. And if FedEx wants you to file a police report, file a police report. It's not going to be that hard. Just do that. And I'm very disappointed in how Walmart is handling this because this isn't the first time somebody has had an item stolen from them. Most items are delivered as they're supposed to to someone. But this is why both Walmart and Amazon are trying to gain access to your garage or your house with deliveries so that they're put inside your dwelling instead of left on a, on a doorstep or on a porch or whatever where the sticky thieves following a FedEx, UPS, or Amazon delivery truck think it's their lucky day, and they make it your unlucky day. Please let me hear back, Denise, how this plays over time. It's also a great reason to have a doorbell that has a camera in it, for oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. How did I forget that? You can buy a camera 
that will be able to record what goes on at your house for very cheap. You can buy a wise cam for like 20, 25, 30 bucks. You can buy many of these systems. You're then able to record what happens. They say, oh, well, we delivered at 4.14 in the afternoon on blah, blah, date. You'll be able to see, nope, nothing was there. Or, yep, and I see the person who came and grabbed it at 4.16 and ran off with it. So having one of these low-cost security cameras is a great idea. Thank you for mentioning that. This is from Patrick in Florida. I get a rebate on fuel from my Sam's MasterCard. Will I also get a rebate if I used up Get Upside? Yes, Get Upside. We have a review of it on Clark.com. It requires some work on your part to use Get Upside. But what happens is you'll see geographically what businesses are offering rebates for you using them. And it's not always gasoline, but it's very common. It is gasoline. And you have this procedure you have to go through where you have to claim in terms of a certain number of minutes after you finish the transaction. And then there's procedures to get the rebate money to you. But you, it is using your Sam's Club MasterCard, which is getting you 5% cash back, I think, on gas. And also picking up this other rebate from GetUpside. One doesn't negate the other. You can get both. This is from Eric in North Carolina. I was listening to the podcast and Clark and Krista were talking about college programs. I think there's an important distinction to make. There are organizations that will put on a week at a college but aren't really part of the college and that's where many of the highest price solicitations come from. If there's a true program being put on by the college itself, it's a great opportunity to get familiar with the campus and some of the other potential students there. But the organizations that promise you're going to rub elbows with the Surgeon General or high-flying justices are complete trash. As a former school counselor, I would encourage participation in actual college programs, but not for the for-profit organizational programs being put on at college campuses. So this was kind of a compromise between my reaction and your reaction Mm -hmm. to this question. So there are a lot of organizations that do, in fact, rent space at uh, semi-prestigious or relatively prestigious college campuses They'll rent dorm space, they'll rent classroom space, and they put on these programs and they make it seem so impressive that you're getting to spend time at a really prestigious school like Boston College or something like that. And BC has its own program and it's excellent. So there we go. So uh, the recommendation from this former school counselor is more positive than my reaction, which is if it's actually organized and administered and run by the school itself that that can be valuable or useful. But if it's run by one of the third parties, it is trash and complete trash in your words, because I don't want to mess up (laughs) what you said, Eric. And that is very useful information. Thank you for taking the time to write. I'm still skeptical, even of the programs run by colleges themselves. How did I do for your daughter being at BC and you being an alum. Well, they really do have a great summer high school experience program, but I think that is key. Like who's running it? Is it the school itself? Okay. All right. So enough of that. <laughs> Let's talk about something that affects so many people's wallets. That's that 80% of people finance a car the wrong way, truck, SUV, whatever. And it's costing them big money. I want to tell you how ugly it is out there straight ahead. I've talked for years about why you never, 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 not ever, this is a firm rule, 
no exception, if you are going to buy a vehicle, new or used, and it requires that you finance a portion of the purchase or all of the purchase or somewhere in between, never, 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 not ever, again, no exception, do you go to a dealer before you have shopped financing in advance. Now, why is that one of my strident rules without a single exception existing? Because when you go to a dealer without shopping the market first, the odds are intense that you will overpay for that vehicle loan. It's just a fact. 80% of vehicles are financed at the dealer. The dealer is potentially doing you a service, and they will mark that up. The question is, how much is it marked up? So if I go in advance to a credit union, banks are a vastly inferior choice, but if you go to a credit union, even a bank in advance, you will arm yourself with the knowledge based on your credit profile and your credit score, what kind of loan you would qualify for and what kind of interest rate. And so then if you're at the dealer and they want to write the loan and you already know that your credit union will write you a car loan at two and a quarter percent or a crummy bank will write it at four and a half percent, you already know those things. And the car dealer wants to write a loan at 6%. You're like, you know what? That credit union looks a whole lot better. And you say, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to do it here with you, but my credit union will write this loan for me at two and a quarter percent. And then it's like, they're like, oh, well, you know, you do wholesale that cheap. We'll do that because, see, they get a commission just for originating the loan. They're not going to get the kind of money from the loan they'll make that they would make marking it up a whole lot, but they'll still make money. But the key is, if you don't do the homework in advance, you're going to pay more. How much more? I'm glad you asked. Because Consumer Reports, the auto industry, the dealers, the manufacturers, the banks, all try to keep it a deep, dark secret what they're actually writing these loans at. Because they don't want exposure to how much they're cheating you when you're getting a vehicle loan. So Consumer Reports, amazing, did a data analysis of, I'm going to quote the exact number, 858,000 auto loans from 17 different lenders. And oh my, unbelievable how people are getting ripped off on these loans. And they give extreme examples, but others are not as horrible. But they cite somebody who has a really great credit score. And the dealer wrote the loan at 19% when bank financing was 4.5%. They even compared them to people with the identical credit score and were able to back test over and over again these huge spreads, and it happens all the time. Dealers say, oh, man, it's been really hard to get you financed. I've been working it. I've really been working hard to get this loan for you. I finally found a lender that'll do it. Uh, And so I'm really excited we were able to get you this loan. 
Do you know that most people sitting across from what they call in the business, the F&I man, even if it's a woman, finance and insurance person, they don't even ask what the interest rate is. They don't even ask. What do they ask? What does every car dealer in America love? What does every stinking bank in America love? They love payment buyers. Payment buyers. People who think, okay, I can afford that per month. Yeah, I can do that. 625, I can do that. Yeah, that'll fit. But you're not asking what the interest rate is. Is there a prepayment penalty? How are they calculating the interest? How long is that loan? All you're consumed with is new car fever, whether it's a new car or a used car. You get that, you know, that smell from the car. It infects your brain and your common sense and judgment just vacates you, vanishes. So the numbers are so hideous as I read through the Consumer Report study. And it is absolutely frightening. What happens if you go in unprepared? You go in prepared, the dealer is going to make a deal based on your knowledge level, your preparation level. And if you go in and you've done no homework and you just come in and you say, hi, I'm sitting duck right here. They're like, we are so great to see you, sitting duck. They're going to slaughter you and your wallet, too. So do this right. If you are not yet in a credit union, know that past mistakes are no longer mistakes once you correct them. Join a credit union or go to an online lender. Traditional bricks-and-mortar banks They got to pay for those branches nobody ever goes into and those big parking lots where they suck all the life out of a corner in a vital urban area. And that costs them a lot of money. So do it right because this is where it ends up. This is from the Federal Reserve Banks of New York and Philadelphia, data that Consumer Reports got from them and crunched. Eight million Americans right now are 90 days delinquent or more on their vehicle loan. Their credit's going to be demolished and they're going to lose their vehicle too. And most of us live in complete auto-dependent situations. You've got to have your vehicle. And it starts with knowing what you can afford, really afford, and getting that loan pre-approved in advance. Remember, credit union, online bank, only if you just psychologically want to pay more do you get your loan pre-approved at a traditional bank that's got bricks in a building you walk up to and all that in a parking lot you park in. Uh, But you can do that. The one thing not to do is never, 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 not ever go to a car dealer without that financing arranged in advance. Now, one more thing before we go on to questions. Something else Consumer Reports figured out. 
what percent of Americans are upside down on their vehicle loans? Upside down means owing more on the vehicle at this moment than what it's worth. 46%. This much, a whisker less than one out of every two borrowers of vehicle loans are upside down in the vehicle, raising the stakes in their lives. Yeah, so your max loan number of months you prefer? 42 months. If you can't afford the payment on a vehicle at 42 months, you cannot afford that vehicle. Taking out a loan more than three and a half years is a recipe for financial disaster in your life. Hear me now, believe me later. Wasn't that a Saturday Night Live line? Remember, this is from we Jody. Will, we will tough you up or something. Jody says, I found what I think is a good deal on a used car from my daughter at a local dealership. They will not honor a return policy to have my mechanic check it out, but it is still under manufacturer warranty. So does this make it okay? No. I'm worried that the prior owner could have ne- negated the warranty, leaving me without protection. Jody, the question is, this is a dealer doing things the old way. If they won't let you have a vehicle checked out by a mechanic of your choosing, then that's not where you buy your vehicle because they got something to hide. The vehicle market's changing dramatically, particularly for used vehicles where the market share that's getting larger and larger for CarMax and Carvana is forcing change on old school thinkers. And ultimately... When you buy a used car, having the ability to return it for any reason for like a five-day or seven-day period like CarMax does in a lot of markets, giving you 30 days to decide you want to take a car back for a refund, that's where the business is moving. And if you're at a place that says, nope, nope, you got to trust us, but the second you sign it, you own it, Mm -mm. that is not okay for your daughter. This is from Margaret in Michigan. Hi, Clark. My daughter just graduated from college last year. We've got a June. lot of daughter questions yes. here, don't we? And now has a full-time job. However, due to COVID, instead of moving out of state with this position, she's still at home with me. I have a leased car that has come due, which we will purchase due to the buyback amount being so great in these times compared to what we can get as a replacement. Question, should we title the car in my name, her name, or both names to get the cheapest insurance rate? Thank you. You are the best. So if it's going to be her car... Ultimately, uh, having graduated from college, unless she's skipped a lot of years or whatever, she's 22, 23 right now. I think at that point, it's best if it's going to be her car that it be titled in her name and she owns it. Now, for auto insurance in the short term, if her driving record's not the greatest, it may be a little cheaper in your name. And if you could call your insurer and get a quote from them both ways, you'll have the answer to that. With her being a driver in the household who drives this vehicle or is the owner of the vehicle, then you'll have your answer. But likely the insurance difference will be small enough that you keep it simple and it is insured in her name and owned by her. And this is from Thomas. I'm finally getting around to canceling my paid AOL subscription, which includes LifeLock. Is buying identity theft protection a good idea? And if so, what is the best choice for family coverage? 
Okay, so Thomas, I need to tell you, we haven't heard a question about somebody canceling AOL in, I don't remember what year. Wow. Okay, so LifeLock is not a scam, but it's something that you shouldn't pay for. Uh, As an example, the people who've signed up for Credit Karma can do credit monitoring completely for free. And there's uh, the tools you should really be using for identity theft protection is a credit freeze, not LifeLock or any other monitoring service. Credit freeze, Thomas, is what you need to be doing because a credit freeze is vastly superior to LifeLock or any other monitor because what a credit freeze does is even if somebody gets your personal information, which is out there already, they're not able to apply for credit as if they're you anyway because your credit is frozen. So long time since somebody talked about your former employer. That's true. How long ago was it you worked for Steve Case? Uh a very That's a name nobody's mentioned very in long years. time yeah it's been way years? more than yeah it's probably been 30 years wow you're so young to have worked there 30 <laughs> years ago you did that in elementary school yeah well i want to thank apple podcast user rogue guy 77 for a recent review he posted on apple podcasts he said that my advice is helpful practical and easy to understand and he said we as his listeners referring to me not only saving money, but growing in our lifelong financial knowledge. Thanks, Krista. No. Said, Thanks, Clark. Thanks, Krista. And so I ask you, if you are enjoying our podcast, the way other people find out about it is when you review us, you share the podcast with someone in your life who you think would appreciate it. If there's somebody who you feel like you just wish they would make more progress with how they handle money but you can't really say that to them say hey there's this guy i really want you to listen to give him a try and i hope that you will have a great day and that you have continued great financial success moving forward